This is Brian and Nick, Wayland Yutani Corp interns. Is anyone out there? It's game over, man. Game over. The podcast is done. I repeat, Brian and Nick stationed at Hadley's Hope, LV426. No one's coming for us. They lied. Those bastards. There's not a single sponsor in this colony. We should have known. Wayland Yutani would never sponsor us. Damn it, you're right. What would that promo code even look like? Seriously, come to think of it, I don't think they sell any consumer-facing products. Oh my god. What have we done? Like, who's gonna buy an atmosphere processing station? No one I know. Yeah, this is probably our fault. Huh. Well, well shit! shit. Alright, welcome to the second episode of the new and improved podcast from the Black Lagoon. Where we metaphorically slice and dice our way through horror films of old and new. I'm Brian. And I'm Nick. And we're your co-hosts. Terrorize the world! And today, we are covering the 1986 film Aliens. Where, after a 57-year-long nap, Ripley makes poor decisions, which send her back to, the, to a planet that started it all. She comes face-to-face with the sexual extraterrestrial chocolate. But this time, there's a Karen oh, pulling boy. the strings. Oh, there man, are some places in the universe you don't go alone. In this case, oh, it's a planet that contains an orgy of aliens. And there's the end. So I thought that was ending a while ago. You took this one to the next level. I'm excited. You set a new standard for your for your rendition of what movies we watch. You you know I have to keep upping the ante. I feel like I I have set I have (laughs) set a standard for myself here, people, and I need to just keep keep the energy going. Keep everything going when i'm watching a film i'm immediately thinking what can i do to to come up with a fucked up just weird synopsis for this film oh this is good uh also i I think we got it (laughs) i would love to add that cryogenic sleep is the best way to preserve your face meat that's the yeah (laughs) i it's like the fountain okay. it's the it's the it's the fountain fountain of youth of the future i know this is your probably your favorite segment i'm taking us out of it i'm forcing us out of it let's get into the guts of the film when there's no more room in hell the dead will walk the earth Okay, so in the event that you didn't really understand what movie we were talking about, based on Nick's highly accurate synopsis, this is Aliens, all right? This is like, we just covered Alien. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And this is such a risky film because it, this is a new director trying to expand on the lore that Alien subtly hinted at. Like, right? Like, if you remember what we talked about in our Alien episode, I thought it was so cool that they just, like, said, oh, look, an ancient alien civilization. Let's not talk about it. Let's not conveniently find codexes filled with information on everything. Like, let's just breeze past it. Because we're space truckers, we don't know anything. The world doesn't care about us, and we're going to die here. Wonderful. What a movie, right? This film takes a different approach. What happens when you put power in the protagonist's hands? That's really risky. <laughs> that could undo all of the beauty of Alien. But... Well, we'll see how I think they pulled this off, and then we'll, we'll see uh, your feeling about it, too. But what I like about this is this is a risky sequel. Alien was isolated, insular, and now Aliens is exploring the rest of the world, for better or for worse, in a new atmosphere, kind of in line with the original, on a new scale, kind of rebranding what the xenomorph is, kind of expanding on what type of creature it is less autonomous, less independent in this film. And there are a lot of implications to it. It isn't just an addition. It, it's a, it's a expounding on this world. And that's a big deal. So, I, you know, we've got to 
go heavy in this one. We've got to did it meet the cut. Tell me, I, I'd love to hear your uh, your opinions here. So sometimes when I'm watching a film, I like to do a little bit of research to see if there's a deeper meaning. And uh, apparently Aliens is an allegory for the Vietnam War. Are you being serious? This is great. I'm being really? I'm being dead serious. It is an al- like it is an allegory for the Vietnam War. So like I'm not Is this no, one of those not, things where somebody wrote joke. the movie and was like, "Yeah, it's fun. It'll sell tickets." And uh yeah, it's uh, also an allegory for the Vietnam War. <laughs> like let's just get the art critics in there. Or do you think they really can... wrote it as like a thoughtful elaboration? Well, of... I think that's I think that's kind of what James Cameron had had in mind because okay you have cool. you have these space marines who have the state-of-the-art tech and weapons mm-hmm. and all, all this shit and we're going in to we're, we're going into combat with an enemy that we do not know we have no idea about how they function and that's kind of how you know vietnam war was like we had no idea what the Vietnamese people were capable of, and yeah, we lost that war. I, I don't know that I like the implication of mindless ant xenomorph drones having any equivalency to the enemy. But it's interesting if that. I mean, I definitely get the like um, Credence Clearwater Revival listening, tatted up cigarette pack in the helmet style Vietnam soldier. I get that feeling out of this space mariner group like it really feels like uh they're kind of like that that punk rock american soldier type type group um mm-hmm. lots of like oiled up muscles and handshakes and high fives kind of a lot of bravado which i thought was an interesting take in probably one of the most unlikely films to add that to like now that we know what aliens is it's kind of like oh yeah there's that there's aliens alien too right there's aliens but it's to imagine this coming out after watching Alien, it must have been such a shock that this tone poem of dread and fear is now kind of like Predator. The cool thing is that despite all of the high-fiving and handshaking and one-liners and action scenes, and there are weird ways where this movie stays really true to the heart of Alien. It doesn't do it too often, but if you watch the special edition, you see some very obvious signs of like no no i i still get what the movie is like that's james cameron like i get it i get what you want this to be i don't want to make a dumb sequel i want to push the boundaries and show you what this could be um i have a lot of issues with how he treats the xenomorph as like a dumb ant hive animal but this is a really good movie like i was watching the normal edition and thought yeah this is fun and then you messaged me about the special edition i tried to find it and I watched that version and there are like five minute sequences that they'll add on of like tracking shots of the interior the waking up scene where all the all the marines get out of their hypersleep it's so such a heavy nod to alien and it's just like the tone changes the entire backstory of newt where we get to see lv426 and like it all of its glory that was just stripped out of the theatrical release and it's so important we didn't even know ripley had a kid in the normal version of the movie like what and I, I was watching this version and i thought this is such a like respectful movie it's kind of like james cameron saying hey i've got an idea but i'm gonna mm-hmm. play it true to the source material as much as i can and that almost always worked for me so oh, yeah boy. there so there's there's two different versions there was the special edition and then there's the theatrical release and um to me the the special edition holds the edge over the theatrical release which is what everybody is accustomed to everybody including you me hundreds and thousands of people who've seen aliens for the very first time in its theatrical release have have seen that version so and and to my surprise um yeah the intended version that james cameron said himself 
this is the superior version. And I got to agree with him. What, like 100%, I agree with him. I was kind of like, I, I don't know. Like, I could use a little less. Um, like, I felt I felt like the, the, the scenes with Newt in the beginning with her family and seeing the, uh, like, the, the dialect ship again. Like, I... Don't get me wrong. I like seeing the dialect ship. It's 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 a nice like little subtle nod to uh, to to Alien, but I really could have used that like just cut that part out of the film because I, f- I they felt made like the parents idiots. That was the issue for me. I want to see more of this Exo Moon, but don't make the parents dumb. <laughs> they 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 made them stupid. It felt rushed, and it also kind of loses the the subtle impact of meeting Newt for the first time. Like, do do you remember watching the theatrical release and being like, "This little girl survived all like the, this fucking horror, this nightmare." Yeah. yeah. And see, I didn't think about watching it for the first time. I like that though. I like that idea of just kind of you think it's an alien event. They open it up, and it's this girl. That's that you're right. That's a pretty impactful moment. And uh, so, so it kind of kind of takes away the the impactfulness of what happens to to the space station, right? Be, be, because where where's the the ambiguity? Where's the the, the like that that kind of like takes away the tension of trying to guess what the fuck happened, like where there are like hordes of like face huggers like that that just infested the, the, the station or or what it doesn't leave the audience guessing we just here here's here's the answers and we're just gonna move on there were some other things that were taking out taken out for the theatrical release like ripley's hesitation to enter the station for the first time like and it's such a small scene but it's so important right. to Ripley's character that it, it just it, it baffles me like we're going to shave 20 minutes of your film and there's just like so many scenes that I feel like were missing that that needed to be in the film uh to like the theatrical Okay, the theatrical release feels rushed. It feels like we got to get to the action immediately. Like this is what we're building up to, but there's no build up. It feels, it feels somewhat like we we're trying to get to like Colonial Marines versus aliens as fast as fucking possible, and like fuck the padding yeah, it time. It took an hour. <laughs> like they yeah. definitely tried to model it after Alien, where it's like slow burn and then bam, everything all at once. But there's some of some of the buildup. I think was not tension it, as much as it was mm-hmm. character development that I don't think I needed from some of the Marines. The bravado was kind of fun. Some of them had their own personalities. Very few of them felt like intricate characters that belonged in the alien universe. Some of them were just kind of anonymous grunts with tiny personality quirks. Others kind of had a bit more of an arc. And then some of them, literally, the only thing their personality had were one-liners. <laughs> so it was like, it, I, I, I liked the idea of this, like, hoorah grunt culture added to the alien universe, how they're just kind of blowing away these xenomorphs. Um, and I like the idea of this boiling pot plot structure, where we take an hour, build it up, we go over all the bureaucratic, nasty stuff that Wayland Itani Corp is doing, where they're clearly putting the colony right by the derelict ship just to see what happens. Like, it's obviously like a gestation experiment or something like that. And just all this stuff is building, and it's interesting, and then when we see the xenomorphs, it doesn't feel like, what if there were a hundred xenomorphs from Alien 1? It feels like, what if there were a bunch of ants, but you can't step on them because they'll burn through your shoe, so you have to shoot them from far away. But they're still kind of inconsequential. That's what bothered me. Even though they totally lost the first battle, which I thought was cool, 
they felt like dumb swarm animals. They weren't the deeply just like like forces of nature. They were mindless hive animals until we saw the queen. And that's kind of a bummer. Like, I wish it were a bunch of insanely cunning aliens, but these were just like swarm animals and they referred well, they, to them as ants and you know i feel like there so there's different versions of the xenomorph right we we, we yeah. got our grunts uh, obviously yeah it, it is a it is a swarm of ants so we got we got our lesser soldiers that that swarm in head on they do like if you if you watch the special edition there's a there's a scene where they have gun turrets uh, just guarding a corridor and it, th- like a swarm of xenomorphs are flooding through these corridors and they're getting shot and, ex- and they're exploding. They're exploding from all the, uh, all the gunfire and you're, you're watching, it, it cuts from the turrets to the the bullet count to the the turrets to the bullet count and it's building tension you're like oh my god ripley notices that they're they've backed off and then you notice on the the motion tracker they're they're closing in but the guns aren't firing what's going on they figured a way to like Mm -hmm. climb climb above and what 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 makes you think it's a good idea to poke your head through a vent mm-hmm. to check to see when they're literally like you... six like meters away from you <laughs> with a flashlight? Yeah, it was a cool was scene so... though. But yeah, it was cool. <laughs> it was cool, but it was stupid. Yeah. Um, and okay, so there there was like another another scene that that, that gets cut out, and it kind of like it was more padding for Ripley's character. Uh, her character arc and it adds on to the relationship between newt and her as a surrogate mother uh her finding out my daughter died of old age yeah at like 80 something when i promised her that i'd be there for her in for her 11th birthday party and the sudden real like and she she made she Sigourney Reaver fucking makes an amazing performance at that yeah. scene. It was so emotional. It was so beautiful, and I also I also got to see the interior design of of like a space hospital slash space um, apartment, mm-hmm. which I, I I I really like to to see uh, home de- interior design in, in sci fi movies. It's it's that like, was really cool. What could be? Yeah, because right? in, in Alien, really... we never saw the rest of the world. They just inferred. There used to be this crazy alien civilization. Apparently, there's this gigantic Google-like Wayland yutani Corporation that runs everything. Apparently, we're just, you know, space truckers at the bottom of the rungs of society. But we haul around these big ships. Like, what does the world look like? What do I'm... cities look like? So I liked I'm... getting our first glance into, like business as usual space stations that was really cool brian i'm pretty sure we shouldn't compare google to Wayland yutani you're telling me you don't i don't think we're gonna get a i don't think we're gonna get a sponsor that way (laughs) (laughs) maybe not (laughs) talk about monopoly Uh, man i mean jesus (laughs) I, I'm like I'm trying to do everything for the, for this for this podcast. Damn it! I will suck a dick for a sponsor. At me, Wendy's. Come on, let's do it. Uh, How would Wendy's sponsor a horror movie podcast? Oh, they could sponsor our. Let's get into the meat of the film. Powered by the Wendy's. Guts. The guts. What, of what the are they film. like? Never frozen burgers. What's their thing? They've got a tagline. Yeah, the, it's it's fre- it's always fresh, never frozen. Yeah, all right. Well, let's get into the. I'm, I'm sorry. Wendy's I, I, meat of this film. This is horrible. We need to get back out of this. <laughs> I, We're gonna lose all I, of our listeners. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a total, I'm a total fan for Wendy's. Like, I'm, I'm a slut for <laughs> like a, a Dave single. Um, the so yeah, that it, it completely, like when that when that scene is taken out, it 
it, it completely ruins the the character development between well it doesn't necessarily ruin it but it adds more of a structure to the relationship between uh newt and ripley yeah because we I agree i mean at the end newt calls her mom we kind of mm-hmm. need to know why she feels compelled to do that and it's a lot more useful when we know that newt lost a mom and ripley lost a daughter then it's like oh okay they're being they're bound by this but you know you kind of think about it nowadays uh with like the last of us it's kind of the same like character arc and speaking of video games speaking of video games aliens um was an inspiration for resident evil 2 really did you not know that it's it's yes no, it's it's one hundred percent an inspiration to uh, to Resident Evil Two. So um, hmm. so there there's a little girl in the game named Sherry, and de- well depending on which character you pick, if you if you pick uh, Claire Redfield, um, she's sort of the uh, I guess you the Ripley of the game, okay. um, but uh, but you have to like protect her and stuff and there's a big monster that's coming after her so it's it's very symbolic uh sure little head nods to aliens uh so story time uh surprisingly yet again i feel like i was re-watching this for the first time hmm but this time, I have, like, slight memories of 10-year-old me watching sci-fi, which was hosting the Aliens films. So, so I watched I watched a lot of, like, Aliens and Alien Resurrection and Ooh, uh, Alien 3 <laughs> and, and, yeah, um, n- was none the wiser. Uh, but... Yeah, I just I had no recollection of these films. But then again, I was watching the special edition. After years of not watching any of the Aliens films for a long time, I come back and I watch the special edition because I was like, "What's so special about it?" Not really thinking to, "Hey Google, what's what's the difference between this version and that version?" I didn't do that until right. after, so. But I found out it's the superior version, 100%. I love the padding. It's good structure. It's with Without it, you lose some of the credibility of this is why Ripley is doing this. And uh, like you lose the, the, the personality of the character. She's hesitating to go yeah. back. And uh, just... I, it still it still baffles me as to why the fuck she would go back in the first place, and I feel like I kind of I kind of well, missed that. Uh, yeah, there... one I I have a note about that because one of the things I thought was nice on the side of aliens is mm. that Ripley doesn't automatically become one of these bi principle people that we were talking about in Alien, where they're saying no, we have to investigate the distress signal. I won't let us not do it. I don't care if we get money. There are people. They need our help. Nobody operates like that. And I'm glad they didn't turn her into some simplified version of herself. She doesn't want to go to this moon. She refuses even when they offer her work. And then it's only after she has her little PTSD episode and wakes up out of a nightmare that she says, we're going back only if I can just obliterate them. So there's still like an element of of uh, not not selfishness is the wrong word, but self-servingness to it. And I like that. I buy that. That's, that's what the initial cast was like. They were kind of, yeah, I'm going to do this in my own interest. I'm scared. Part of it's kind of a larger societal thing. I think Newt awakens that in her. But it's mm-hmm. mostly like, no way, I'm terrified of these things. We are not letting this get out of hand. Let's kill all of them now. I don't trust right. you to do it. I will go and I will oversee the process. So, And I, I think that kind of worked for me. Um, however, I thought one of the most abrupt transitions in the movie was the little 
um, bureaucratic meeting where they're talking about, so you, you're saying you found a ship on this exomoon. And you're like, yeah, we found it. And she said, I dare you to go. And he's like, we already have a colony there. And then the next scene is like, the colony's overrun. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's, you can't just jump into it. That's and very then the, the special edition gave us that scenery. Yeah, exactly. It is. The, the special edition gave us the Newt backstory. And I thought, wow, that actually buffers it. And then I saw how dumb the parents are who are just like, we could call on this gigantic alien spacecraft, but we should know what's inside first. It's like, yeah, we, we did see people being murdered outside of a home, but I'm not going to call in unless I check in the window. Like, you know, let's follow these bloody footprints into the alleyway before I call the police. No. What are you thinking? I'm, I don't understand. I'm sort, of, I'm sort of wondering the thought process between these parents. Yeah. Sure, you could bust a nut inside of me. I may not be wearing <laughs> protection, or well, why would she be wearing protection? I mean, I I may not be on the pill. Nailing it, nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking you tonight, Daddy. Um, <laughs> so, um, okay. So I enjoyed the film overall, but not as much as the first film. Uh, Aliens kind of takes a more sci-fi action role over the horror. There are elements of horror, obviously, uh, but the tension is kind of there, kind of not there, depending on which version you're watching. It's like night and day watching both films. It's it's crazy. Um, But sure we get some pretty iconic lines like get away from her you bitch and it's game over man from (laughs) bill paxton the late great bill paxton uh and the xenomorphs kind of get fleshed out with new designs and new sound effects we get the iconic alien scream when they get shot we didn't have that in the first film um because the alien was sort of just like a prototype it, it was it was a prototype for the for the universe and uh although we have more of a drone kind of thought process between these uh the this species instead of it being like they're smart animal like really smart animals um but they're, they're dumb creatures uh <laughs> so I don't think that the over-the-top action is necessarily a bad thing. It's it's fun. It's what it is. It's it's fun, but overall, does it does it like win my like? It's the best film of all time. No, I think yeah. that Alien Alien is sort of like a lot of people. A lot of people will disagree with me and say Aliens was way better way better than the original alien because is that really a, a common uh opinion i yeah uh there, wow. there are a lot of people there are a lot of people that, that say oh it's it's like the, like you, you when you're comparing sequels and stuff um what, what are like sequels that are better than the original oh terminator 2 aliens um wow interesting it, yeah it's a good film. I will leave it at that. It is a good film, but I prefer Alien over Aliens. Yes, it does have iconic sounds. Like it has the the, the motion tracker. It has yeah. the, the alien sound effects, um, iconic lines. I'm just reiterating things over and over again. Uh, and 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 the the big mama, the the, the big alien queen. Mm-hmm uh that was yes actually that that's a point i wouldn't mind exploring a bit before i get to my summary of the film i one thing i do like about this movie is that it isn't just space marines fighting aliens it's that happens the aliens even though they seem kind of brainless in the film despite the movie telling us all the time they're smart they don't look it even though the plot implies that it's like you gotta show us not tell us to me but they get butchered in the first battle and then they just get pieced apart over the course of the plot. And then it's just Ripley 
bishop, uh, other guy who says his name is what, Dwayne or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it? Hicks. Hicks. And then uh, the girl. And it's just them, and then Ripley goes in alone and finds the queen. And all of that worked for me. I, I, I saw what they were going for, this like three-act structure of like exposition and build-up, all-out action, and then all-out tension like the first film. That really worked for me. Um, I do feel like the first movie did a much better job at hiding the bodysuits. Aliens are obviously supposed to move like animalistic things, but they move like people in suits. And this movie showed a way too much of that, of just like people crawling. And it was like, I, it's kind of cringy. The first movie had a bit of that, but it was like almost a decade. Oh no, it was uh, what, 79 when that came out? Mm-hmm. It was a few years before that and they hid it in the shadows. They did a good job covering it up. This film had a lot of people in bodysuits and they didn't always give it the care that they gave the, the ultimate primitive predator of the xenomorph uh. in, in, inside of the Nostromo. So there were, there were a few issues there for me. Um, but overall, I thought it was a very well-made film and I'm surprised that I really had fun with it. And I'm surprised that it isn't a, a, an oversimplification of the first movie. It's just kind of like a new way of looking at the universe. My only major issue is that I think it does some damage to the lore. Because even though it feels like it now, after the fact, there's no reason to think that the Xenomorph was a swarm animal until this movie. To me, that's a huge, huge issue that, need, that needs to be resolved and I know kind of assigning species to the different types of xenomorphs can kind of do that, but I miss the weird sacred status that the one lone xenomorph had. And then that mystery and profundity of knowing that there are hundreds of thousands of eggs on that ship just like it. And in my, in my world where I'm like, what would it look like if hundreds of them took over a colony? I wish it wasn't just like fire ants climbing up my leg. You know, I wish it was like a more disturbing, cunning creature. Um, beyond that, it was good. To me, it's not even a competition. Alien was the superior film. But this is welcome, and I don't have any ill will against it. And I think it was uh, loads of fun and introduced some really cool elements of lore to the franchise that did it a lot of good. Especially the, the continuing the Wayland yatani storyline. I think that's a really cool yeah, the, kind of evil corporate. The Wayland yatani subplot of the franchise... Yeah. Um, I'm liking it. I I love how there's a reoccurring uh, segment in um, segment um, segment. Everyone's gonna understand that. <laughs> it's it's our little inside joke. Uh, yeah, but there's there's a reoccurring segment and uh, between alien and aliens. It's when you think, oh, we we finally escaped, we made it, and then yeah. There's one more. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's sort of, it's it's very formulaic. You can even see something like that in Scream. Oh, the killer always comes yes, back. Yes, yeah, definitely. So totally, I like totally, that. W- one of my yeah. favorite things about that is it it hints so much at the nasty insect-like nature of the alien. Like in, in Alien One, you would just watch the thing immediately crawl into any dark corner it could out of desperation to get its back hidden, like a cockroach. When its light hits it, it skitters into the darkness. And when Ripley shot it out of the plane, out of her little escape vessel, it immediately tried to just climb into the thrusters, because it was the only dark crevice it could fit into. That is terrifying. It's like when you're looking for a spider, and then it disappears, and you're like, oh no, where is it? He's not <laughs> it could be spider. anywhere. That's the feeling it gives don't, you. Don't so I love the that idea that the me. queen found like a crevice in the ship, and just folded into it and yeah. just survived in space, you know, and just like held on. I love it. That's awesome. And then you get the mech scene, of course, which is pretty like iconic. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. So like, you know, milk, milk, lemonade around the corner. Synthetics are made because synthetics are made. Of Interesting just take. <laughs> milk. I don't know milk about and what. No, I, hold on, you like this milk and fish eggs. <laughs> fish eggs. There it is. Okay, I think we're ready for the eulogy. <laughs> Do you agree? It's time to get to the eulogy. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We 
God be with this young man's soul. And may Rod Lane rest in peace. Today we are gathered here to lay Aliens 1986. <laughs> Today we, 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 we are gathered here to lay Aliens 1986 to rest. It was a pretty kick-ass film. Sorry, Lord. Um, and, uh... Although it, it is pretty iconic, it, it's not as good as the original Alien. Um, it, had, it, had, it had a bit of a drinking problem. Let's, let's just say that. And uh, But I'm, I'm sure... Did you show up to like my, my funeral and say that... Brian was all right, but he wasn't his brother. I'm not sure that's how you eulogize somebody. <laughs> it might be true, but... <laughs> okay. So, it was a pretty good film. Uh, I don't really have that much bad to say about it, because we're eulogizing it. May it rest forever <laughs> in peace. Um, what are you bearing it with? So, today I, uh, I am... Okay, I'm burying it with a, hmm, I'm going to, I'm going to bury it with a, uh, a, a, a plasma rifle, okay. and a little girl. Oh, okay, <laughs> um, questionable ethics there, but okay, we'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> Let's see. I. What do I have to say about aliens? You can either. Aliens was a. (laughs) Go on. I know you. You need to let this out. Whatever it is, whatever your mind is taking you to. You can either suffocate to death, or you could shoot yourself. There's the option. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! All right, we are losing fifty percent of our listener base. That I think that brings us down to two people listening to us now. Man, aliens was a commendable attempt at a sequel. I think it mostly nailed it. It took its own path, and I, repre- I respect that. I think it is in good company as far as other sequels go. It expanded on the lore, and frankly, the Alien franchise wouldn't be the same without it. In some places, it excelled. In some places, it didn't. But no matter what, we are firing three bolts from our plasma rifles. Cue plasma rifle sounds. Pow, pow, pow. Thank you, Nick, for the representation of that. And I am bearing it with a, hmm, novelty mug that reads, you secure that shit, Hudson. And, hmm, I guess a flamethrower. And a, a big, bulky flamethrower. Oh, or I'm going to add one more maybe thing to that. Cigar. A chewed, a chewed on cigar. Oh, yeah. Because... I, I do like he, that the moment that guy woke up, he popped that cigar right in his mouth. He was <laughs> chewing... He, that's... He was like yeah, eating he was on it. Consuming <laughs> that. Yep, that is bizarre. I don't understand. You know what? A chewed up cigar. Um, and yes. Okay, so I guess that means the girl that you pretty hor- horrifically forced into the grave uh, could also have the cigar to smoke, the pulse rifle to do as she will with, or my novelty mug. I'm not going to advocate. So I think that's better. I'm it's not a gonna... better, maybe. Brian, what the fuck? I'm not going to advocate smoking the little children. Jesus Christ. I think that's that's fair. Keep the gun in there, definitely. Um, but smoking might be a step too far. Now, also, are we giving this film a burial? Or are we, like you so intelligently suggested last time, shooting it into the sun? Which I think is a better way to go. Maybe we should shoot this into an atmospheric processing unit that's about so, to explode. Do you agree? So, yet again... We are burying it in the earth, and then we're we're digging out pieces of the earth and then shooting. Yeah, it. we made a mistake. <laughs> and I made a mistake in the last episode. I said so. We're gonna bury the. We're we're gonna dig up the earth, then bury it, then shoot it out into space. And yeah, so that the, would be. That would be a kind of tedious. startling thing to do. It well more than tedious. It would probably scar all of the people who were there to watch this film be laid to rest. 
So I think we should put it in a capsule and shoot it into an atmosphere facility operating on an exomoon. Agreed? All right, to LV-426 it goes. Aliens, you are a great film. While we may no longer be talking about you, we care about you. Goodbye, burn bright, and, I don't know, secure your shit. <laughs> are we just ending there? <laughs> so those Game were our over. thoughts on aliens. But there are, yeah, you know, that's probably better. But there are probably some voices from the other side. Well, sometimes, sometimes, that is better. That is better. I open up my notes. Ruin the momentum here. <laughs> Do you want to start us off here? Oh, yes. So, I'm getting... I'm sensing something shitty in the realm of the undead. <laughs> the internet. Um, <clears throat> wait a minute, why am I pulling that up? Uh, hold on a second. There's a little interference in the, the realm of the undead. Uh... Yes, 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 yes. Uh, by that he means his Wi-Fi connection is failing him. I live a primitive... I mean, there's a disturbance in his uh, medium powers. His connection to the undead is wavering. Okay, I have to figure this out. Which one do I want to do first? <laughs> I got this one. This one is from <laughs> CC the Movie Man, dash one. Ah, one alien, it's called One Alien Was Enough. The first of these movies, that is a typo, the first of these movies, Alien, is in my DVD collection, mm. but not the rest. Beginning with this sequel, I'm sorry, but having low-life people portrayed as astronauts is ludicrous and insulting. I put up with it in Alien, but it's even worse <laughs> in this film. Beginning with Sigourney Weaver's character, who's extremely profane and butch-like in her macho feminist overdone characterization. Who cares about scary aliens what? when the supposed good guys are this sleazy? The cast fits the scummy people perf uh, perfectly, as these actors are known for these kinds of roles. It's just another in, in a line <laughs> of films directed by James Cameron that feature scumbags as lead characters. Of course, the sick critics loved it. Figures. Okay, so when he says, uh, fil uh, it's just another line, uh, it's just another in a line of uh, films directed by James Cameron that featured scumbags as the lead characters, I think he was confusing James Cameron with Rob Zombie films. Really? Okay. <laughs> I don't know much about Rob Zombie. Oh, we'll get there, my friend. We'll get there. I'm sure we will. <laughs> Fuck, I'm dreading that day. All right, let's see here. So I kind of feel like... When I was looking through these reviews, I was getting to this point where I was like... Part of me agreed with some of the worst reviews I read. I kind of felt like there were these tiny moments of... Of, of truth that I could find in them. Like, I kind of did have an issue with the Colonial Marines mm -hmm. or, or the Space Marines. I liked them. I thought their characterization was pretty good and entertaining at some points. But some of the macho stuff and the bravado was a pretty stark contrast to what I expect out of Alien 2, right? Like, beyond it being it's Alien, so maybe it's kind of a spiritually different film, but... I was kind of leaning towards something else. And where the film redeems itself is how deftly it handles macho space marines shooting up aliens and then the very dramatic and grounded character of Ripley saying, hey guys, this is way worse than you think. You're making jokes to survive and to cope, but this thing is vicious. I've seen it, right? But I kind of agree with the element of the macho stuff getting in the way because it was kind of theatrical. At the same rate, it does bring some balance to the film. Um, some of my reviews speak to similar points. Uh, here's, here's uh, I've, I've always had to go back to my guy, Rob, uh, Roger Ebert, but I'll, I'll save that for last. Um, this review here by Very Care Mode 15, October 2016, calls aliens a mindless shoot 'em up. 
And he says, if Aliens were a horror movie, is Alien and its true sequel, Alien 3 are, interesting claim, uh, this mindless shoot 'em up with its TV formatted aspect ratio wouldn't be the black sheep of the original trilogy. It is enjoyable, yes, but as an Alien film, it definitely doesn't cut it. Perhaps they should have given the project to Stallone or Schwarzenegger, ouch, and waited until they had drawn up a script that would have fit the criteria set by the first movie. We have James Cameron to blame for clearly not understanding that classy horror films should not be about macho gun wielding, Rambo antics, and people admiring and greasing up each other's muscles. Thank goodness Alien 3 restored the franchise to its bleak and artistic horror roots. I don't recall Alien 3 very well, so I don't know how to speak to that. But do you have an opinion on what he's saying here about the macho gun wielding getting in the way of the film? Do you feel like it could have improved it? Is it better with it, worse with it? So... I kind of, I kind of like that aspect a little bit. It's we we yeah. get we get a sense of who these people are. It's, it it kind of goes with the allegory of Vietnam. Like uh, America sees themselves as yeah. you know the the all American hero, badass, macho. Um, like when Bill Paxton's character uh, in the special edition, you see more of him and more of what his character is like and when when they're first flying to the planet bill paxton's like oh you don't have to worry about things sweetheart we're the colonial marines we're the baddest of the baddest we we got we got all these guns we got machine guns flamethrowers we got knives we got state-of-the-art plasma rifles We're, we're like nothing can like take us down and then all of a sudden it just declines and all of his team members are getting picked off one by one and he's just losing his shit. He's like, it's game yeah. over, man. It's game over. And he's losing his mind. So there's like this aspect of um, sort of like PTSD within combat situations that fleshes out the Colonial Marines characters. So um, in the yeah. special edition, it adds on to that as to as to where the theatrical version doesn't really add much just takes away and it leaves it leaves the film barren when it needed those films just just and sure the the fact oh we need to strip away 20 minutes just to fit in like just so we can get more people to watch it was kind of in my opinion bullshit Mm -hmm. um and and you see that a yeah. lot nowadays within films. It's like something's missing. Something could have been added on to that. And sure enough, oh, the director's cut comes out and it's ten times better. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Totally. I, I like that idea of looking at the space marines and all their bravado and humor as like it's kind of like the movie is supposed to start big and loud and confident. And then just get butchered, and then by the end, it's just like Ripley, the girl, and then a guy who's hardly alive, and then Bishop, who's ripped in half. And I do think it sets like uh, it shows you how far you've come, and how much they underestimated the enemy. So I think I like that aspect of it—that it really does mm-hmm. serve that type of purpose. But go ahead, walk us through your uh, your next voice from the other side. Okie dokie. Or to choke me. Uh, okay. Here's here's another one. Uh, it's from Netosaurs. It's titled "What Is the Big Deal?" Okay, explosions, machine guns, people trapped in a spaceship, and and an alien on their pursuit. Sorry, I'm having technical difficulties with my brain here seems to me like one of those friday the 13th movies what am i missing i feel like he kind of lost the point so i i we kind of talked about this last time where another reviewer brought up um how like comparing alien to a slasher film and i think we kind of came to a consensus that it's Mm -hmm. like the emphasis people still die in both films but it's like if the emphasis is the death or a plot you can kind right. of make that distinction. I don't know how this is anything like a slasher film. I'm surprised. Maybe if you said it's a Michael Bay action movie, which I may have not really been around back then, but I would be like, oh, I get what you're, you're kind of like a, a first blood type movie. But 
it really isn't. It's, it, it is more nuanced than that. It's more careful than that. But it definitely flirts with elements of those films. So I don't really have much to say to that. You know, I, I feel like there are kernels of truth to some of these. Like one guy um, on, on, on one of the reviews I was reading, first off, he called Aliens a poorly written feminist film. I don't think just having a female lead makes it a feminist film. Also, the, the like, butch comment weird. is kind of uncalled for. Uh, yeah, I don't get, like, she had hair that was cut short and she held a gun. Feminist propaganda. Dude, <laughs> shut it's, up. it's a female empowering... No understanding of what these words mean. It's a female empowering film, yes, but it's not, like, sure. force-feeding, like, propaganda down your throat. Yes, there are there are. The, sure, the, I mean, or it's just a film with a prop with a protagonist who's who's a who's a woman, and it's kind of like completely neutralized. It's like it's a movie, you know. It's like anyway. I, I thought yeah. that was kind of a dumb remark, but this guy goes on to say, um, where the aliens get gunned down left to right, despite the first film contradicts this notion. This is very very poorly written. In the first film, the alien was a devious sexual predator. He actually is kind of picking up on that H.R. Giger stuff we talked about. Um, Ripley only survived because of a deus ex machina when, um, by really sheer coincidence, um, a manner of plot elements arranged themselves so the alien could be dead, not so much so she could orchestrate a puzzle to kill it. It's kind of happenstance that she lived. I like that, too. Um, the alien acid in the first film can melt through anything, so explosions and bullets would be nonsense. The acid will eat through anything in vicinity. The review ends there, so it's really not very thorough, but I do like the point about the acid. This movie could have been even cooler when they were blowing these aliens into chunks and shooting them everywhere. The acid actually did something. There are some scenes where it would burn through their armor and stuff, but it burned through sheets and feet of metal on multiple floors in matters of moments. And then in, in the movie, it would just like hit their combat armor and kind of fizzle under their skin. And we got one acid death, yes, but when they're blowing up and destroying swarms, what if there were just craters in the earth from this acid to really show how devastating this was? Because if it cut through floors of a spaceship, how come it just had no effect on the floor? I can buy that. I agree with that. That It could have been really kind of a missed call. To It would have been great to see the devastation of their blood. Um, but do, do you have any opinions on... This guy's uh, approach to saying the alien in the first film was a devious sexual predator. Ripley only survived kind of out of happenstance and luck. But in this film, they're powerful and hunting it down. And so, what do you think about that? I kind of miss that that devious sexual predator undertone from the first film. Um, and it's not. It's not there. In, in Aliens, it's not there, and it's kind of upsetting, because I would love to see, like, more of that. Um, so I kind of missed the, um, like, the sexual deviousness from the first film. Like, I didn't miss it. Like, I, like, as in I didn't see it. I missed it as in I longed for it in the sequel, and it's just not there. Right. It's like, oh, they're just mindless drones, or, um, but yeah, it really was such an unsettling. And it adds component. on to the the Giger design. It it needs to be yeah. there, and it's not, and uh, it just really sucks. Um, but I can kind of see. I can kind of see like. Oh, Ripley's be starting to become a, a a superhero archetype, which is not necessarily the case because they still they hammer in the point that yes they like they're human they're still human they're not like macho badasses like well the the colonial marines are macho right. badasses but they fucking die like almost all of them get yeah. fucking eliminated and um, what are you <laughs> left with? And Ripley doesn't know how to use a gun mm -hmm. until an but hour into the movie. She kind of knows how to deal with with the xenomorphs, I guess, after one encounter, uh, one hor horrific experience. Right. But um, uh, you know what? Another thing that I like about aliens, I love the little DIY. Let's take duct tape and and strap two weapons together. That was kind of cool. I like yeah. that. I love that. 
Totally. I really like that. Yeah. This one is by Landine underscore Jacob. He titles this one Terrible. This movie is hot trash. Trash as in uppercase spaced out letters. Trash. I finished watching it with a friend because he had to finish it. He he had to like it was homework like like his life depended on it why did he have to he didn't have to do anything thank you very much and i watched the last 15 minutes of it it was probably the worst graphics the worst magic and painful to watch i don't know if i can ever recover even sesame street is better I, the worst graphics seems to me mr landine underscore jacob you're that type of person that likes to complain about graphics in the video game how if it doesn't have the -the state-of-the-art graphics it's shit it sounds like you would never be able to play a playstation 2 game or a uh you know nintendo oh this was also from 2020 so that just hammers in the fact that your your brain is probably like so short spanned that <laughs> I, I i'm sorry I'm, I'm trashing this person i don't i don't agree with that sir yes there are <laughs> issues with the film there are problems with them but you can enjoy shitty things it's, it's okay it's okay you don't have to care about what people think. It's okay, damn it. I could love B-tier movies and <laughs> be like, I had a good time. I enjoyed myself. But Aliens isn't a B-tier movie, so I'm not going to yeah. make the comparison, even though totally. I already did. Um, but <laughs> you, th- this person didn't really give a full full like reason as to why why he thought the way he thought he just said yeah it was boring i didn't enjoy it it had terrible graphics what makes you think that way give me a give me a good reason or a good explanation as to why you feel the way that you feel i want to see your side of your like like, from from your focal point i want to see your opinion but you don't. You just you just say da 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 da, yeah. and nothing else. So yeah, a lot of the stuff on the IMDb discussion boards when you when you get into the, like the one star territory, it's a lot of people who but will just you... write boring. Period. Not for me. Period. Like it, it, you don't get a lot of like elaboration. It is more just like they just missed it like, minutes and didn't give it a shot. I like and, going into the bargain you know, bin of I do that with stars too. because it's hilarious to to look at these reviews and be like, what the fuck were you yeah. thinking? What, why? <laughs> why do you think it's a bad film? Please, I, won't, I would love to understand. If somebody who's listening right. to this right now, if you've listened to, like, if you're at this point of the episode, please send us, send us, uh, like, a comment on anchor explaining why you don't like this film i would love to know for the love of god i would love to know (laughs) yeah i tend to i tend to really like what i see when i scroll to like the five star range because there you get or maybe even the six star range you'll get people who are like they'll really write paragraphs about what worked and what didn't. And I feel like that's, that's a good place to look. It's just not as fun on a podcast. So we tend not to read those, but I do have one more review that I just liked. This is by Roger Ebert. I always kind of fall back on his opinions because I like him. One, one thing he says here that I thought was interesting. It gives me a sense of what this film was like when it came out. He says, it's here that my nerves started to fail. Aliens is absolutely painful and unremittingly intense for at least its last hour. Weaver goes into battle to save her colleagues, herself, and the little girl, and the aliens drop from the ceiling, pop out of the floor, and crawl out of the ventilation shafts. In one of the movie's less plausible moments, one alien even seems to know how to work the elevator. That was odd. 
I have never seen a movie that maintains such a pitch of intensity for so long. It's like being on some kind of hair-raising carnival ride that never stops. I don't know how else to describe this. This movie made me feel bad. It filled me with feelings of unease and disquiet and anxiety. I walked outside and I didn't want to talk to anyone. I was drained. I'm not sure Aliens is what we mean by entertainment, yet I have to be accurate about this movie. It is a superb example of filmmaking. I really like that review because it's like, I get that, I remember when I first watched the film, it was emotionally exhausting, constant tension. I, it kind of, for some reason, I didn't feel that this time watching it, but I remember first watching it and it was just like unremitting, punching you in the face, like the aliens come, they all die. The turrets are up, it's working, they're out of ammo, you know? They sealed the door, they're above you constantly. And it was like such a good plot structure, like such a smart way of just constantly undermining the mm -hmm. protagonist. I really like that. I, I like this stance on the movie. Somebody who isn't saying it's it's a it's a cheap gang of macho men shooting up a bunch of aliens that robbed it of all the craft of the first one. He's saying no, this is like again in an entirely new way. It's a new style of covering aliens. Again, you said something that makes me think of position. Macho Man Randy Savage, and now I'm thinking of like a, a hive of macho men. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, uh. I'm coming. To Oh, yikes. Oh, you do know. I, I don't want to be the one to tell you this, but somebody did mod Alien Isolation to have that guy's I head need, on the xenomorph. I need, <laughs> I need to watch this. I need to experience yeah, I, it I know, with my own exciting. eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, it's it's uh, out there somewhere in the Steam Community Workshop. That, or in the little community That's forum, beautiful. I saw it, and they, they, it was they interesting. They did the same thing with Somebody Skyrim spent time on and this. the dragons. They turned them into Macho Man. It's it's so good. Um, oh, I yeah. I do think we did it. Yes, they did. I guess we did it. We, we yeah, I think we, we eulogized and got into the guts of, of aliens. I wasn't sure how I would feel about the movie seeing how much I like the first film, I'm surprised that I came away really liking this. I thought it was a, a very good example of film craft, like a talented director, a talented right. storyteller. I do think it, it lost something. There wasn't tension and fear like there used to be, but it was an interesting new look on, in this world. And I'm excited to watch Alien 3 at one point because some of these commenters made it appear as mm -hmm. if that returns to the more artistic ambitions of Alien 1. And I'm curious if that's true. So maybe we'll jump into that territory one day. Um, what What is your kind of wrap-up after all this? It's an iconic film, obviously, and I I agree that it is, it is an iconic film. I, I prefer Alien over Aliens. Uh, yeah. I've already stated that. Definitely. Um, it was it was fun. It's it's not like it's something that I wouldn't watch again. Overall, um, yeah. Maybe like in a few years, I'll maybe five five more years, I'll come back to it. I, I it's one it's one of those films where I watch it one day, and I have to like erase it from my memory to watch it again, to really yeah. just like envelop myself. Totally, I get so, that. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, okay, so awesome. we're we're at the the end. So um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast from the Black Lagoon. Um, yeah, that's that that's it. That's yeah. I hope you're enjoying the new structure. If you want to support us. There are two things you can do. One that I want you to do way more than the other one. All right? If you're on iTunes, rate us something good and write a review. And you will literally put us in front of people. That's so much better than having money on Patreon. Because it's kind of helping the channel grow. So that would be great if you listen this far and thought, you know, these guys are out of their minds. But it's kind of fun to listen to. Good. Tell, say that and give us a high rating. That would be great. Um, 
Beyond that, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon slash BLN. That's Black Lagoon Network slash BLN. You can also um, find we're us also on what? Facebook. Facebook. You do a Twitch stream, which people should hop into. It's a lot of cool horror video games and stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I'm doing, um, doing a lot more uh, in the near future covering The Evil Within, which is one of one of those games yeah. that I really enjoy wholeheartedly. Um, and uh, we are ever more putting in more more and more effort into this podcast we are growing we are shedding our old skin and forming new skin we're rising from the ashes like a phoenix and we will always be growing um so yeah stay tuned Would for you more say episodes we are gestating inside of our our listeners throat and popping out and then becoming a, a strange stage one snake-like xenomorph before shedding our skin in the grates of a spaceship hiding in the vents as a deacon and then growing into a larger what's the term xx12 whatever the would you say we are like the chest Brian, buster I, I, that we are gestating I, and evolving and becoming the perfect predator in the podcast i appreciate to be stopped by nothing i appreciate your your evolution um statement of, of a Xeno, but I really don't. I really don't want to sure. turn on our audience. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Oh, you think that? Hey, I, <laughs> See, I, hey, I, okay, I, interesting. Interesting. I ain't gonna kink shame anybody. <laughs> if you're into extraterrestrial life yeah. bursting through your fucking chest, who am I to kink shame you? Uh, so stay tuned for the next episode. John Carpenter's. The thing. My nipples look like milk duds. Terrorize the world.